Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go hump day on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state, wherever you're tuned in. Bob and Kelly, we're in the Southern Bank Corps Studio, Hattiesburg. We're looking for Luke. Uh, hopefully, we'll connect up with him uh, here in just a few minutes. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com about to join us. Later in the show, Chris Robinson, athletic director at Jones College. You know, Kelly... I was a big star in junior college football. It was, the, and it was the same year that the animals and strawberry alarm clock went on tour together. Oh man, the yeah. vanilla fudge was probably doing their thing. They were back big. Then. Vanilla fudge was big. King yeah. Crimson, mm-hmm. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And you know those leather helmets really absorbed more impact than people realize. <laughs> yeah, just ask Joe Biden. I think he played a little football back then. <laughs> I don't think he was wearing his. Helmet. Didn't seem to affect him at all, uh, though. No, not at all. <laughs> Patrick McGee's never worn a. Uh, leather helmet uh, he's a young guy and he's at uh, nola.com along with the great blue how are you patrick i'm doing great how about y'all well we're doing good we were talking about the new orleans saints before we went on the air and you were right lots of penalties but i'll tell you what i've i've watched the saints play both preseason games or at least a good part of both games and they look pretty daggum solid to me patrick yeah i think the most uh promising thing kind of coming out of this preseason game was kendry miller uh the uh the draft pick at running back out of uh, TCU. Uh, he had, he was banged up a little bit there in preseason camp, but he missed the uh, he left the first game, first preseason preseason game, and was able to get back out there on Sunday. And he played really well and made re- really one of the better catches you'd ever see a, a running back make. So, and he ran the ball well. He didn't really tear it up carrying the ball, but overall he looked really good. And that's really kind of what you kept an eye on. Sunday was how the uh, the rookies were performing uh, because that's who really was on the field is rookies and people battling for roster spots and uh, perceive the, the the defensive lineman that the Saints drafted first round he also looked really solid so uh, it was sloppy uh, the Saints did win but it was is left a lot of things that kind of irritated Dennis Allen but. Coming out of it, you had to be pretty pretty pleased with how some of the first-year guys played. Yeah, and they played two good teams, Kansas City and the Raiders. I mean, no slouch either one. One more game left, is that right? Yeah, it was the Chargers. This, yeah, it's going to be the Texans uh, this Sunday. And uh, just got word a little bit ago that the Texans will be starting C.J. Stroud, uh, their okay. first-round draft pick at quarterback. So uh, that'll be one thing to kind of keep an eye on. I would, I would assume that Derek Carr won't be playing this Sunday. Uh, uh, just since he sat out last week's game, but I, I guess stranger things have happened. Uh, but I would think that we're probably going to see Hayner and Winston 
if not Hainer, pretty much the whole game. Something like those, something like that combination. Yeah, that was my next question. Was about Carr. You're not going to take a chance on on him getting hurt the last preseason game. No, I, th- I think they're going to give Hainer the the rookie out of Fresno State as many opportunities as possible. We they all know what they're going to get out of Carr or, or Winston. Uh, so I, you know, I, I think Carr's preseason is done. The next time we'll see him is uh, the season open. And we talk about Southern Miss having two solid quarterbacks, regardless of who starts. Uh, Jameis Winston having a pretty good fall, Patrick. Yeah, he has been perfect. Uh, you see him kind of hold on to the ball a little bit uh, too much at times. It's, he basically, you know, there's there's good Jameis, bad Jameis. Uh, right now, he I think he's been okay, Jameis. Uh, you know, through the preseason, and uh, I think you know you see him really make throws here and there. They're pretty exceptional. Uh, and then he'll kind of uh, uh, be off mark or just make a bad decision. But so far, he's been pretty good this preseason. Uh, they're in pretty good shape as having him as a backup. Now, if you base importance on how high guys are drafted in fantasy football leagues, kickers are usually not valued very high. But there is word out of Denver that former Saints coach, uh, of course, who's at Denver now, might be interested in trading for one of the Saints' two kickers. Anything new there? Well, no, nothing new, but there's speculation uh, that something could happen. Jeff Duncan, uh, columnist for the uh, for us here at NOLA.com, he, he really posed the idea of the Saints potentially trading Will Lutz, uh, the the guy that's been the, the kicker for the last few years for the Saints. Had kind of a uh, uncharacteristically uh, inconsistent season a year ago, uh, but Blake Groupie, the, uh, the uh, rookie out of Notre Dame has been pretty solid throughout the preseason. Looks to at least he's probably not a guy that's going to kick you a 55, 60 yard field goal, uh, but he's going to be pretty consistent uh, and has has really kind of been up to the challenge so far. But we'll see. I, I think you know I, I think of Loomis as being generally kind of a conservative guy when it comes to making big uh, personnel changes or late trades or something like that. But you know it could happen. Uh, the Saints have two pretty solid kickers in camp, but Will Lutz is that guy that can really – he can make a field goal from, you know, 63 yards in. What, what do you really think that Sean Payton's going to do with the Broncos this year? What's a realistic – This I know this is a Saints discussion, but Sean Payton obviously great ties with the Saints. How, how good do you think the Broncos can be? Good. Uh, I, you know, I expect them to be an improved team. I mean, the, the staff uh, as a whole last year I think kind of fell, fell on their face and Sean Payton said as much. Uh, I think he kind of apologized for some of the things he said about Hackett, uh, the guy that was there for one year is now with the Jets. Uh, but yeah, I, I expect them to be an improved team. I, they, they're really talented defensively, and Russell Wilson is still capable of being a really good quarterback. He took a step back last year, but uh, I don't see why he can't get back to some of that just under Sean Payton. So uh, I, I think the Broncos are definitely going to be contending for the postseason. Patrick, is there a story as to why, if Sean Payton really did want to coach, why didn't he just stay in New Orleans? Is there a story, or are we making too much out of it? No, no I mean, he'd been here for a long time, you know, and, and you know, Drew Brees moved on. It was just going to be kind of a, you know, was he going to have a chance to, you know, reboot somewhere else, or is he going to have to really put in the work to kind of build this thing again from the ground up? Uh, so I, I think it was pretty simple. It's like Sean Payton has been coaching in New Orleans a long time, and uh, he just you know needs a change of scenery, something to kind of uh, you know make, maybe make a name for himself somewhere else, also, and kind of bolster his credentials and and show he can kind of build something uh, himself. So I, I, I think it's probably he left on good terms. So I, I don't I don't see it anything other than just Sean Payton realizing it was time for a little bit of a change.
And didn't he have some connections, family connections out west, Patrick? Is did I remember? Yeah, that right? his, yeah, his daughter's on the west coast, and I think uh, Peyton has spent a lot of his time uh, uh, in the postseason on the west coast. I think he owns like a house, like somewhere in Idaho or something like that. So, mm. um, yeah, he spent a lot of time out there. He's closer to his daughter, and uh, she's newly married, if not uh, still engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, he had he had reason to be out west. So, Patrick, this is kind of an off-the-wall question about the NFL, but I noticed in the game watching it the other night that all the all the players on both sides, their helmets, on the back of their helmets, reflect their team name. Is the NFL, do you think, going to back away from, from some of the, what do you want to call it, social promotion and, and, and all of that that they've been so involved in in the last few years. Have we seen that come to an end, or is that just temporary in the preseason? Yeah, that's a question I don't know the answer to. That's something I really haven't paid much attention to. I yeah. wish I had an answer for you on that, but I just don't know. Yeah, it would be about time, I would think, to get back to NFL football. Yeah, well, good luck with that, Bob, because yeah, the, I mean, the trend everywhere is no, not that way. I know. So, uh, Patrick, are you convinced uh, after the game uh, Monday night that the uh, Commanders are a, a locked favorite to be in the Super Bowl? Well, I, I, I hate to say that I missed that Commanders game, so I don't have any commentary <laughs> to offer on that. Uh, so, no, I, 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 I have no hot take to give you on uh, the Commanders. A lot of people uh, missed that game, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. So with the remaining time before the opener, what do you think Dennis Allen and his crew are going to be working on, Patrick? What's, what are some things that need to be cleaned up? Uh, well, I mean, penalties. I mean, the offensive line, the, the backups who were in there mostly uh, last week, I mean, it was just an incredible number of penalties committed. But I think the team is really focused on just kind of getting that receiving core kind of figured out. You have three guys, and then you have a Traquan Smith who's been with the team for a bit. Uh, but he's been kind of injured off and on and, and just hasn't really been a guy to put up big numbers. He's, he's regarded as a good blocker, somebody helps in the, in the ground game. But do, do you you know kind of move on from him and go with the younger guys? kind of remains to be seen. There are options there, receiver. There's no real area of concern with this team, and that's why you can't think kind of think they're the uh, uh, favorite in NFC, NFC South. But if there's one concern that you think there may be kind of coming off last preseason game. His depth on the offensive line isn't, isn't great, but it's not great across the NFL. That's the one position, the one area it's the hardest to build build depth. And they'll go into the season f- feeling pretty good, about six, seven, maybe eight offensive linemen. Uh, but overall, I, th- I think this is a team that's a good spot. It's just figuring out how that depth is going to pan out and which guys are going to make the roster. All right, Patrick, always good to hear from you, my friend. We'll look forward to uh, chatting with you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com, along with his trusty companion, Blue, coming to us uh, from the Big Easy. Chris Robinson is the athletics director at uh, Jones College. We're going to talk a little Jones College and junior college football a little later in the show. A couple of quick reminders. We'll be at Ramey Motors in Purvis tomorrow. We always love our visits down there. Friday, Southern Tractor Company in Laurel, Mississippi. And one week from today, one week from today, Kelnack, the Magnificent, Phil Hall, both on the same Super Talk Eagle Hour. Can we handle that center? Now, Rebecca Hall says she'll be sure to not listen. She will not. Rebecca will not be listening. Miss <laughs> Rebecca does not like it when we bring Phil into the studio. <laughs> so we hear. We'll be back.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Oh, I want to thank Patrick McGee, as always. Joins us uh, every week from uh, NOLA.com with his beautiful dog, Blue. What a great-looking uh, pet he has in Blue. And we appreciate all that uh, Patrick does to help us out on our program. Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsored that segment of the show. And it is, of course, a great place to call right now. Right now. To cater the opening football weekend, and you won't even have to bring, you know, umbro plates and stuff. You can just set the food out; it'll stay hot, yes. guaranteed. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, also Campus Bookmart. Here's what you can do: you can go to Campus Bookmart. You can get Miss Kathleen to show you the latest apparel. You can get all dressed up, all duded up in your best new Southern Miss swag. Go back across the campus, enjoy the Dickie's Barbecue. It'll stay warm while you're at Campus Bookmart. And what a great weekend, Santa! Yeah, except that when I go to get the swag, they'll say, "What size do you need?" Yeah, it's over the <laughs> is that what I heard back corner. Yeah, <laughs> Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. It's always available on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. It's easy to find, and we have since found Luke Johnson. Overcame a little technical change that we made in the studio, so Luke joins us. And um, Luke, uh, how are you today? Well, I got my fan. Because uh, it's a lot cooler here in Laurel, oh, so I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, seventy. What about seventy five? Would you say outside right now, Santa? Uh, Celsius. <laughs> there yeah. was on on Monday. There was too many uh, musical references to people who played when I was not born, so I had to come back to Jones County. There we go. Well, you know, we didn't want to. Usually, that's you. what happens, right? Yeah. You know, talking about the weather, uh, I'd never asked this question, but I interviewed uh, Chandler Pittman, a young running back, wide receiver out of McGee the other day, and I asked him about the weather, and had this been an unusually warm fall camp, what, what would you suspect he said? Knowing that as tough as those guys are, he probably just said he doesn't notice it, not focused on it. Well, this, that's an example of how hot it is. Here's Chandler Pittman. All right, Chandler Pittman from McGee, Mississippi on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. All right, Chandler, fall camp is over. Starting to look toward the first game. What have you seen out of this football team this fall, and uh, what what are your thoughts today? I've seen uh, a drastic change in uh, the work ethic. You know, a lot of guys, you know, it's good being a good good team, having good players, but when you're on the same page as a team and as a unit, you know, it makes guys go a little bit harder for you. So I know as a thing, we work, we all got to go. We all got to uh, come and go, and we strive toward that goal every day. All right, I just talked to your teammate, uh, Bryson Mays. He says you guys can compete and win every game on the schedule. Most definitely. And that's, that's our mindset. Like we all, like I said, we all have a come and go, and, you know, every day is a build-up to, you know, the, the conference championship and, you know, bowl game. So every day is a build-up to that. All right, what are your goals and what are your expectations for the year? What would you like to accomplish? I just want to be the best teammate, you know, and I'm going to bring, and my teammates know I'll bring my best foot forward every day. You know, I want to be the guy that they know will make the play for us, you know. That's, that's really my role in this offense. You know, I do a lot of things for us, and, you know, when, when the time is called, my number is called, I'm going to make the play. How about five or six of those uh, Texas State plays? Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's definitely in the regiment this year. I want to ask you a kind of a, an off-the-wall question. We, we hear a lot about the heat, and you've been through a lot of fall camp. Did you detect any difference in the heat and humidity this year than, say, last year or the year before? I actually did. It was a lot of days where, you know, they try to take care of this year because of the heat. And, you know, we as a team, you know, we had to look at it as a, a challenge and, you know, forget it, forget all the heat. You know, we pushing, we push, we pushing through it. And the heat was, the heat was a little different than I've experienced in my, uh, mm-hmm. my, my past two years. But 
you know, we push through it. You know, we all have the same goal, and we just looking looking through the heat, and, you know, looking for the wins. I think one thing everybody really likes about Will Hall is he's recruited a lot of kids like you, Mississippi kids, kids from this area. I just think that means a lot. What What's it like to be a, a, a young man from McGee, and here you are playing Division One football 40 miles from your home? It's, it's truly, truly a blessing, you know, uh, Coach Hall, when he got the job late in the process, you know, he was recruiting me at Tulane. He got here, he he put it on me even harder. And, you know, a lot of guys wouldn't do that for you, you know, especially coming in. And I had I had trust in him. I knew he wanted me, and I knew that, you know, I would be taken care of if I came to Southern Miss. And, you know, of course, man, I, I can have my family, you know, uh, my whole family, you know, watch me, you know, right here hands on. And, you know, it's nothing better going out there playing with the Pittman name across your back and, you know, having 10 to 15 Pittman Dampiers in the stands cheering for you. What's it like being a Southern Miss Golden Eagle? It's no better feeling. You know, I wake up every day with a pride, you know, and the Golden Eagle pride. And, you know, I won't let anybody tell me anything different, you know. The way we train, the way we practice, and the way we compete every day, so you got to have a pride being behind that eagle. Well, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Chandler Pittman. Luke Johnson, man, I, I, I took a liking to that kid. Big personality, really big smile on his face, and I think going to be a nice contributor to the team. State champion from the McGee Trojans, and one of those guys, I mean, he is the definition of the type of football player that Will Hall wants. He's what? You know, uh, less than an hour up Highway 49. He, he lives south of uh, I-20, and big big ability, uh, playmaking ability, put him in space. You know, he was dinged up last year a lot. And, uh, of course, he scored his first touchdown against Bama a few years back. But, you know, he's one of those guys that I think they're excited uh, with the ability to throw the football this year, you're going to see Chandler Pittman be able to get into space. And that's what made him so good. He was a running quarterback at McGee when they won the, the state championship, able to make plays on his feet. And and uh, I, I think you're going to see him in, in space a lot this year. They, you just think about that. He would be a playmaker in most offenses, and he's not the first guy that comes to your mind when you got Frank Gore and you got some of these other guys. You know, but I, I, it's, it'll be exciting to see what they do with Chandler. But he is—he is the textbook definition of what Will Hall wants when he looks for football players in the state. What I especially like about Chandler Pittman is this guy is not very big, no, by football standards no, or any not. standards. He's not a big guy, so his whole life, you know, people have been telling him, Chandler, what are you doing playing football? You got no business playing football, right? All these big guys are going to, you know grab a hold of you and break your neck and all that kind of stuff and and he has constantly been telling people no i'm going to prove you wrong you know the smaller guys in sports lots of times have that fortitude that you're looking for to prove people wrong and you just sense that bob from your interview that chandler Pittman, he doesn't he might be small in stature compared to other football players but You'd never know it, would you, by the way he talks. Uh, he came up big, too, against Texas State last year and won that ball game there at the end of the end of the uh, contest. And, and, uh, and, you know, you can't – there's nothing – that. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about your size, right? No, I mean, your, no. your creator determines all that. No. But it's, it's how, how you deal with the cards that you're dealt. And, man, that guy, he's something. Yeah, interesting to hear him say, though, you know, a young athlete like him, he's in the epitome of fitness – but he he made it clear that he could tell a difference this year. The heat was tough, and uh, the humidity just more so than normal. Let I'm me glad it's not ahead. me out there. Let let me bring up something because Kelly might want to chirp in on this. So it got brought to my attention yesterday. We're talking about the heat here, you know, the the wet bulb temperature of the MHSAA and all that. Did you guys know there's going to be a doubleheader Friday 
of all places at Northwest Community College, on turf, game two, game two, that's important, is Germantown, Tennessee, and DeSoto Central for 7.30. Game one is South Panola and Houston at 4.30 in the afternoon, Friday. I, I had not I'm heard not, that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's out there. I just I don't understand how that's going on. And to, to what Chandler had said, it's been noted. I mean, I did, when, when we first got turf in the rock in 2004, our conditioning tests, they, the, the field temp was like 135 that day in the afternoon. But I can't imagine how hot it's going to be Friday. And, with, and, and what, you know, with all these games being moved back, you know, Bob, we've been talking, uh, our game on, on, here's on WLAU pushed back to 8 o'clock. There's actually going to be a high school football game played on turf at 430 in the afternoon Friday. That just seems crazy, and and the MHSAA rule about you know they had to limit practices if you know temperatures were you know had reached a certain point. But but if if it comes game time and it's those temperatures, it's okay. Yeah. Well, no, that's no. If it's if it's not good for practice, it's not good for games. Right. And you get more of a break in practice than you could in a game. And Correct. I, I would think four four thirty in the afternoon is the hottest part of the day. And I mean, if if you really are concerned about the kids, and I look, I know it would be inconvenient. Play Saturday mornings at nine o'clock. That that's what that's what they do in the youth leagues. You yeah. know. Well, I'm about that? to say something highly possibly unpopular. Should we move high school football back to start in September? Well, I think in Louisiana, well, so, yeah. Yeah, in, in Louisiana, I don't know the way it is now, but I know uh, maybe 10 years ago, they had a state law that you could not play yeah. before Labor Day I, weekend. I, I think this playing high school football in the middle of August is silly. Why can't you push it back to the 1st of September? And when you have now seven classifications, which means your district schedule gets smaller and smaller, take away a couple of regular season games. You can still start the season later. Get your regular season district games in and still have the playoffs done by the yeah, second week of December. Let's play football in the fall instead right. of trying to play football in the summer. The private schools started last week. We had a game last Friday night on this station in Hattiesburg. And what's going to happen is when you plan this time of year, nobody's going to go to the games because no. it's too hot. Amen to that. Yeah, I want to know what the crowd's going to be like at 4.30 Friday. The bleachers will be just as hot as the football field. Yeah, I hate to say this, but the news that they moved the two-lane game to 3 o'clock don't cut the crowd down. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. But, but you remember, what what was it? It was uh, 9-6-99 when we blew the, the green wave out, and it was 11 o'clock in the day. The most humid I've ever been in a football game, and the Eagles were all black. Yeah, well, it's here. All right, later in the show, we'll talk about uh, the kickoff of the high school scoreboard show on Super Talk. Will East will be with us tomorrow, but Chris Robinson, Jones College, sponsors that on some of our stations. We'll talk a little Juco football. It's about to start as well. And uh, back after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we remind you every day you can buy a new Icon cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon and get delivered anywhere in Mississippi for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs on the golf course, the farm, and even the neighborhood. 
And remember, they'll deliver it right to you in Hattiesburg or wherever you hear the Eagle Hour for just $99. they got a great inventory. You'll get the best deal regardless. Tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop them online at noeldaniels.cars. 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the program and tomorrow, you know, day after tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Day after tomorrow, Catfish Friday. But I'm sure they got something good on the menu tomorrow. Great plate lunch uh, every day, 11 to 1 o'clock. Just 10 bucks. That includes your drink, your tax, everything. Food's always good. Plenty of it. Which working guys go to eat, and that's the best people in the world to eat lunch with. 4th Street Bar and Grill, right in the shadow of The Rock. Chris Robinson is the athletics director at Jones College. Happy to say that Super Talk and Jones have a wonderful working relationship. Uh, they will be sponsoring again this season our famous, legendary high school scoreboard show on Friday nights at 10 o'clock. Chris, you're always uh, welcome on the show. And as always, we thank you for uh, supporting the high school scoreboard on Super Talk. Well, Bob, thanks for having us. Anytime we get a chance to talk about Jones Athletics, uh, you know, we're always want to do that. The job that you guys do in our community and everything is second to none. And, man, we're just happy to be a part, a small part of y'all's big world. Well, we love having you here. You know, I just love talking about that, that connection between Jones and, and Southern Miss. I mean, I'm not going to try to go through all the names, but great baseball players, football players, basketball players. How did that be, How did that start? Is it the proximity of the schools? But what has what has created such a pipeline and such a great relationship between the two institutions, Chris? I think a lot of it's just relationships. You know, we talk about that uh, whether it's recruiting players, student athletes, or, or talking to other coaches. And you know, once once a coach, you know, in my opinion, can earn you, know, you can earn their trust. Uh, you know, then obviously they're going to be able to see your players and, and want to be able to recruit your players if they meet their standard as well. And proximity always helps, that's for sure. I mean, us being 20 miles down the road from Southern Miss and all the great people that we know down there, uh, you know, certainly it's it's an ease for them to to, to come up and, and, and watch, you know, our kids on our campus and as well as our campus, really, our kids to go down there and watch. And that's one of the bigger things, I think, is having our kids able to go, you know, to the Rock, to you know, to go to, to go to Pete Taylor, you know, to go to Reed Green and watch those games and see the atmosphere that that Southern Miss has created. Uh, you know, Pete Taylor Park is one of the best best baseball you know conference or best baseball parks in the country, and you know now we have a Jones guy and Christian Ostrander that's the head coach, and you know, and the and the, the the teams that Scott Berry and the atmosphere Scott Berry has built. Who wouldn't want to go play down there? All right. Well, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought up Coach O, uh, former coach there at Jones. Uh, your thoughts? I mean, I think all of us that love Southern Miss baseball feel like it, that if, if Scott were going to retire, that the man to take over the program was Coach O. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I, I've, I've known Christian Ostrander since – since 2007 and 2008, somewhere around there, and, and man, the one thing I can tell you about Oz is he's one. He's a great recruiter. He's a great friend, but he always brought an edge about him. And you know, those kids always played with a chip on their shoulder here at Jones. And you know, and obviously we had some very, very good years uh, with Ostrand, with Coach Ostrander here. And man, I, I'm so I know we up here in Ellisville are so excited that now he's the head guy at Southern Miss and. And you know to replace a legend in Scott Berry, so uh, you know we're excited to see what you know Southern Miss baseball is going to do. But you know all sports there. I mean we're all huge Southern Miss fans up here, and 
you know, want the best for the Pine Belt and, and our major university that, that that's there. All right, let's get in here with Chris. See, Rob, so uh, we had we had Coach Pollard on, Latrell Pollard, a few weeks back, and you're, you, you coach football, and, and so you'll appreciate this. I asked him this question. I said, how much of the original, like, mid-'90s John Thompson, Dave Womack, you know, Tyrone Nick's defense, does he run at Jones right now? And he said, what did he say? He was right, right around 65% of what the Bobcats will run this year goes back to that uh, mid-'90s initial swarming defense. Pretty amazing. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, that's just – and it's so it's so cool to see coaching trees, you know, where people play – who they played up underneath and now – you know, the philosophies and the beliefs and the systems that they run. And, and Coach Pollard is, he's second to none in my book. He does a tremendous job. And, you know, one thing about it, you know, you, you mentioned swarm. That, that defense is going to swarm to the football, and they are going to be mad when they get there. And that's what, that's what I absolutely love about watching our Jones defense uh, on Thursday nights. Kelly, uh, Kelly will, will certainly have some, some questions about Juco. Here's my other question for you. Uh, we're, we're not playing next week. There's, there's no JUCO football in the state of Mississippi. First time that's happened. Kind of walk our listeners through that. Yeah. So uh, we, our association, got together and decided we want to push things back. You know, for health and safety reasons of student athletes, we push everything back one week. So it does seem kind of odd that we're not kicking it off next Saturday or next Thursday night. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna open up September seventh. Uh, we we actually travel this year to Itawamba the first game of the year. Uh, so it's, it's, it, but we played nine in a row. And so it'll actually take you all the way pretty close. If you make it to the conference championship game, you'll play on that last Saturday before Thanksgiving. Kelly, hey Chris, I wanted to ask you the talking to some of the junior college presidents across the state, you know, most junior colleges will schedule their games on Thursday nights, but there are games, in particular homecoming games, a lot of junior colleges will schedule games on Saturdays. But a lot of presidents I've heard say, look, we need to make, and this is paraphrasing here, we need to make Thursday nights junior college football nights and not schedule any games on Saturdays because we just can't compete with Division One schools. When you hear a comment like that, what as an AD, do you have any thoughts about that strongly one way or the other? Well, you know, I've heard both sides of it, but I tell you, Kelly, if you've ever been to a Jones homecoming, it's a it's it's a sight to behold. I mean, there's activities going on all day from nine o'clock brunch to the ten o'clock parade to the tailgating that starts at twelve to the kickoff that's at two o'clock. I mean, it is an all day event. We have reunions the night before. I mean, we still have the nineteen fifty five uh, Rose Bowl team, junior Rose Bowl team that they come back every Friday before homecoming and spend time with one another and fellowship and, and you know, enjoy the campus and everything. So, um, yes, there's a lot of schools that are going to the Thursday night homecomings. But, you know, when you have tradition, in my opinion, like what we have here at Jones with our homecomings, those things are going to be hard to separate and move those into a Thursday night. Because it's, you know, again, I, I'm going to use this as a plug. If you, if you guys have never been to one, October 28th, we, you know, we host homecoming here at Jones. With a two o'clock kickoff, it, it is an awesome, awesome day, you know, in and around Ellisville. So we would love to have everybody to come. It, it, it truly is a good, uh, a, a festive event. And that's and that's the other thing I wanted to say is I am a big proponent of the particularly the Mississippi uh, junior college system. But there's always kind of been 
and I think it's it's slowly changing. But there's always kind of been that. Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not going to junior college. You know, I'm better than that. But man, if if you'll peel if you'll peel back and look at this Mississippi junior college system, man, there are great athletes that come through this system. Do not poo poo the Mississippi junior college system if you're an athlete out there. No, it absolutely don't, Kelly. And and I'll I'll say this. I mean, a lot of people. A lot of people don't realize, and, and we, we'll talk football. You know, we've got kids. I, mean, we, I just left a presentation that our, our that Dr. Smith does with our leadership uh, teams. Every one of our teams are in a, in a leadership program, and he, I just left him, and, and he threw up names up there of, of people who came through Jones that are, you know, not just student athletes, but just, you know, students in general. And, you know, Dr. Bobby Robbins, who is the president at the University of Arizona, is one of them. Nick Leviano, who is, is a top gun pilot. Uh, you know, so I mean, you got Dion Branch that came through here. You know, I mean, you got, you know, it's so many people that has come through from a softball. You know, I'm going to speak softball because I just retired as the coach. You know, we had two teams play for the national championship in Mississippi, I mean, in the NJCA Division II softball this year. And so, you know, out of 100 and something teams, you had two teams from the same, same conference leading the way in that. Uh, you know, our system, our junior college system is a hidden gem. And uh, for anybody, like you said, don't me certainly don't poo poo on it. You're right. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head because it's the the amount of athletes that we have that roll through our 15, 14 schools that play football and our 15 other schools that play other sports is, in my opinion, per capita second to none. All right, Chris, we really appreciate it very much. We're very fortunate to have Jones and then the other great junior college, Pearl River Community College. Uh, in our vicinity, it brings a lot of great athletics uh, to the Pine Belt. And uh, go ahead and tell us, Jones will compete for the state championship as usual. Am I right? Well, that, that's always the expectations. In the words of Doctor Smith, I don't want to win them all; just the ones we play in. So he's, uh, <laughs> and so yeah. So that's that's that. But no, we're excited about this year, and hopefully, we'll do what do great things. But we certainly appreciate the relationship that we have with Super Talk and the Eagle Hour, and wish you guys all the best of luck. All right, my friend. Thank you as always. Appreciate you guys. Chris Robinson, everybody, athletics director at Jones College. Sponsor of the Super Talk Eagle Hour High School, uh, the Super Talk High School scoreboard. I apologize. Oh, for are, that. You, are you throwing another sponsorship in there? Uh, so uh, they'll be joining us uh, Friday night as our sponsor. I have some very interesting high school football news to tack on to what Luke has already added. A uh, game has been canceled tomorrow night, but not because of the heat. You'll uh, be shocked when you find out why. Eagle Hour at Ramey's. Auto in Purvis tomorrow, Southern Tractor Company in Laurel on Friday, and we'll be right back in the studio after this. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Chris Robinson joining us. Jones kicks off their football season at Itawamba, September 7th. And all of Jones College games will be on WLAU and supertalklaurel.com. And, and what I like, guys, is um, we've seen Golden Eagles, as you guys point out, and, and a lot of people, if they want to watch you know, good Juco football. And Kelly, same thing. I mean, one of the starting receivers for, uh, for Southern Miss this year, Pearl River. Uh, Wildcat, right? Right, Frog Jones, sure. Yep, 
Exactly. So, anyway, appreciate Chris uh, joining us. Uh, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. All right, Kelly and Bob on the road tomorrow at Ramey Motors down in Purvis. Uh, Friday, out on Highway 84 West in Laurel at Southern Equipment. We'll be on site. Pretty cool show, guys. We have two legends joining us for a high school football kickoff show. We'll be calling Laurel and West Jones out in Soso on Friday night on WLAU. So we've got two legends. Buddy Duke, who coached Laurel for a long time, and the Stumpster's dad, Iron Mike Taylor. So those two guys coached in that game uh, for the longest time. Both of those guys, Southern Miss guys, Buddy Duke, of course, uh, connected to Will Hall from all his years at Amory. And, uh, of course, Coach Taylor sent his son Stumpster to uh, to kick for the Golden Eagles. That's going to be a really, really fun show to get those two guys together. So do we call Coach Taylor like uh, the log or – Something like that, since Stump is just <laughs> just, just call him Coach Taylor. Okay, yeah, that's that, that's probably is good. the Stumpster coming? I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't texted Jim this week. You need to get the Stump there. I mean, that's legendary stuff there. He's a, you know he's he's highfalutin. He's he has an he agent. Is, yeah, you know. you know he's yeah. We have to call him Mr. Taylor now. We have to go through his agent to get him. It's amazing. You guys, speaking of high school football, were we? Well, yeah, we, okay, the, the Friday the Friday show, yeah, you know, the high school football kickoff. A high school football game in Mississippi scheduled for Friday night has been canceled. Mount Olive and Puckett were scheduled to play this Friday night, and it has been postponed not because of the Can heat I tell loop, them why? because of the electrical grid failure. Nope. Uh, Water problems. No, nope. No. Why? The C word. COVID, ladies no. and gentlemen. Oh, COVID has been reported as the reason that the Mount Olive Puckett game has been canceled. And the MHSAA, according to reports, has said that it will go as a forfeit. Mm-hmm. Could mail-in ballots be far behind? For hanging, both of them? Or, or did chads? one of them cancel? Did one of them have to cancel, or was it both teams? No, I, I, the, way it, the way it sounds, Luke, and I can't answer that directly because I don't know, but it sounds like one of the teams had to cancel, and it would be a forfeit on whichever. Let's put you on the spot. Mount Olive's mascot. The Pirates. Puckett's mascot. The Wolves. Ah, there you go. That's good. Oh, great job. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in other, in other uh, college news, to lock in a media deal with uh, ESPN and the CBS Sports Network, Brett McMurphy is reporting today that Conference USA schools have signed a five-year grant of rights deal through 2027. What that means is CUSA's media deal is going to be worth $800,000 a year per school as opposed to the $400,000 that they've been getting from Stadium, Facebook, and Vinny's cell phone. Yeah, right, <laughs> are, right, right. And, uh, now, any school that opts out of this deal will have to pay will have to pay the conference $800,000 a year every year that they're out dropping before 2026. The most, go ahead. What do Sunbelt teams get on their TV deal? Does anybody know? It's it's over a million, um, it, but it's significantly less than the Mountain West, and it's way less than the American. 
Uh, but yeah, it's like 1.3. I could be so wrong on that if you're listening and just correct me on social media. But yeah, I think it's somewhere in there. And, you, and you'd have to think that if indeed the reputation of the Sun Belt continues to improve, which a lot of people have argued now that the Sun Belt is the, the number one conference outside the Power Five, that, uh, that there would be a gusher financially for these schools Here's, once the existing contract expires. Here's the most important word that you said in there that, that makes this whole thing negative, other than the dollar amount. You said ESPN and CBS Sports Network, right? Correct. Again, it's still a multi-platform, multi-brand deal. That's right. And how nice is it that you can pay one price and go to one platform to get every single Southern Miss athletic event. And, Bob, you talked earlier about the, t- the two-lane game. The Southern Miss two-lane game is now slated mm-hmm. for a 3 o'clock kickoff at the Rock, and that's right in the heat of the day, whatever the temperature is going to be. But we've also talked about, that, look, this is no secret. Follow the money. All you know? about the money. They don't, you know, just like the, your friend from Washington told me. Sorry, but they really don't care what the fans think. It's about the money. And Will Hall said that yesterday. You know that the TV dictates. You know just yeah, about every that's kickoff a shame time because that's going to be unless something changes tremendously, miserably hot. Well, hopefully we'll get a, a, a break. I mean, I mean, you'd think at this point even eighty-eight would feel like a spring break. Eighty-eight would right? almost <laughs> yeah. make you just want to put on a sweater. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Kelly and I will be down at Ramey Motors tomorrow. We always look forward to that. Michael Morgans will be producing the show. And then Kelly and Luke will be at... uh, We'll be in Laurel. Southern Equipment on Highway 84 West. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Next couple days should be a lot of fun. A week from Friday, yes, we'll be doing a two-hour Eagle Hour and location to be determined. The day before the opener, the Eagles tee it up against Alcorn. Hope you'll join us tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To the top. top. Slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.